Hi, this is Arazu and Megan. And you're listening to the Dio Diaries. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to share that we are starting a specialty series where we talk to specialists in different clinical settings to give you the best idea possible of what your future career might look like. In this episode, we are interviewing Dr. Brittany Latson, who is a um, DO, um, an emergency medicine resident physician at Central Michigan University. Dr. Latson, thank you so much for being here with us. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey to medicine? Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about emergency medicine, which is the best specialty that there is. Um, My personal journey to medicine um, may be similar to some, but I feel like a lot of people that do medicine, they know they want to do it from like the moment they're born or the moment they were first asked what kind of career they want to have. Um, I wasn't that way. I thought for a while that I wanted to follow in my family's footsteps and maybe pursue something in the financial or accounting type of world. Um, My dad uh, hooked me up with an internship in one of my uh, high school years. And I was super grateful for the opportunity. However, it definitely made me realize that being in a cubicle, uh, talking to people on the phone, um, being on the computer all day long definitely wasn't the environment that I was looking for. And I was looking for something that was more interactive with literally anyone else. Um, And so from there, um, so I'm like the oldest of four kids, um, older person of my cousin group. And Um, I don't have any physician parents, so I didn't have a lot of ideas about what I wanted to do, but I thought, let's do something completely, you know, 180. Let's go into maybe see if I wanted to be a uh, physical therapist. So I did some shadowing, uh, realized I definitely liked healthcare in general, liked interacting with patients, liked being in the clinical setting, um, but I didn't think physical therapy was for me. I thought it was a little bit monotonous, but it was um, overall something that I was uh, very much excited to be a part of. And from there, I started uh, volunteering at a hospital and then realized that I definitely wanted to pursue medicine. I liked the rigor of uh, the science courses and the medical knowledge that you need to have, and then combining it with um, patient interactions and the hospital atmosphere was definitely something that I could see myself doing for the rest of my career. Um, So I went to Michigan State for my undergraduate. I did a bachelor's of science in uh, human biology and minored in bioethics and then went on to medical school at Michigan State as well at the College of Osteopathic Medicine and I just graduated this May and I have now officially started my intern year um, in emergency medicine at Central Michigan University and I rotate and do my internship at Covenant and Ascension St. Mary's in Saginaw. I'm now officially more than six months in, which is super exciting because that, that's the Ooh. half of work um, of intern year. So I can officially say it, I'm on the tail end of intern year. Um, and there's just so much to like about emergency medicine, um, the colleagues I get to work with, and the patients I get to see every single day. Wow. That was a heck of a journey. Started from PT, volunteering, and now you are where you are. And that's great. We actually have a mutual friend who went to Michigan State University. So I'm sure she'd be super excited when I shared that you went there as well. Yeah. 
It sounds like you really uh, enjoy emergency medicine. And I'm curious to ask, uh, is your residency program a three-year program or four-year program? Mine is a three-year program. Um, to my knowledge, it's always been a three-year program. Um, four-year programs are kind of falling more out of favor. A lot of them are transitioning into three-year programs. Mm -hmm. um, there are quite a few emergency programs in Michigan. Um, I believe there's like 13 or 15. Wow. And all but, I believe, two or three are three-year programs. So um, one of the there are two close programs to us that are four-year programs. Um, they love it, and they, they say um, wonderful things about their four-year curriculum. Um, but I think a lot of people like the three-year program, getting in, educated, and out <laughs> into the working field. Definitely. And what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your training and your job currently as an intern, and also some of the more challenging parts of your training and job? So for me, I really enjoy um, getting to connect with people. Um, obviously, when you're going into the emergency department, it's not your best day, whether that's an emotional issue, a physical issue, um, some type of combination of stuff going on. Um, so just being um, someone that can advocate for them, someone that can really listen and hear what their concerns are, um, provide them some security and trying to get the best outcome for them is something that I really enjoy. Um, not always do you get to be on the other end of that, but when you do, and I have been, um, you can definitely tell who's, who's checked in, who's checked out, um, who, who is advocating for you versus just kind of doing the mundane type of job. Um, um, but there are some challenges with that, of course. Um, there are some like really challenging things you have to see. A lot of those for me revolve around like, uh, childhood issues or childhood traumas. Mm -hmm. Um, like non-accidental trauma is super challenging to see, um, you know, kids getting into all kinds of stuff, you know, drugs and, and, you know, intentional stuff by their parents. And it, it just very, it's very hard for me to hear and listen and, and be about that. Nothing really seems to like turn my stomach besides things like that. Um, but then again, coming back to the reason I love emergency medicine and the, the stuff that I just really love and can't wait to continue the rest of my career is advocating for people and being there and listening to them. So I can use those really hard times, really hard situations, um, and remember why I want to do this in the first place. Wow. Thank you so much for that response. I feel like your response truly embodied the um, osteopathic principles, you know, that holistic approach to patient care and being an advocate for them, which um, I love, I feel like we're both very big on that and patient advocacy. And um, it's a very good mindset to have to kind of, you know, also be focused on the more positive to kind of outweighs the challenges and get helps you get through those heart moments um, in your training. So um, thank you for that. And with that, could you elaborate a bit on a typical day for you? And I understand like intern day can't be very different. Uh, but yeah, what would you say like a typical day is? Yeah. So um, as an intern, you do a whole bunch of rotations and different specialties. When I am on an intern, when I am on an emergency medicine rotation for the month, um, every day looks different overall, but it has the same basic structure in that we do um, eight hour days. And um, initially, the first couple of hours, you're picking up patients pretty heavily. There's um, a board that they have all of the patients in the waiting room listed out on. 
They list them by acuity and the length of stay that they've had so far. And then um, based on whatever is appropriate to be seen next, um, there's a person out front, a nurse that's trained to triage people. They bring the patients in, they assign them to a room, and then once they're assigned a room, you can pick up that patient um, and assign your name to that patient. And um, getting in there, getting the history, seeing what you think is going on, developing your differential, making sure that you put in orders that will rule in or rule out those potential differentials. Um, and then um, in the emergency department, things, you know, labs and results come back pretty quickly, which is very nice. Um, and so um, we have a really cool system where you can like kind of star things and you can get an alert to your phone saying that the result has has been um, uploaded. So you never have to be like kind of checking and checking and checking. It, it tells you when you should look to see what the result is. And it will also tell you if it's critical or not. So that's super um, helpful for us. And so as things come back, we, uh, we tend to update the patient uh, once during their stay, making sure that any medications that we give them had an effect or if they didn't give them something new, also update them on their lab work and then see if they like need to stay and if they're agreeable to staying if they need admission. Um, and then continuing to do that process for each patient that comes in. Um, typically for an intern, they want us to do approximately um, one patient per hour. And that's not to say you do one patient for each individual hour of your shift. It's more like you work an eight hour shift so you see eight patients. You may see them all much more front loaded than you do completely um, scattered throughout your shift. Um, and then as a second year, they want us to see about one and a half patients per hour. And then third year, they want us to see two patients per hour. So that'd be a total of um, 16 patients on average. Um, so slowly getting there. I think I've had one shift so far where I've gotten eight patients. I was very proud of myself. Um, but typically averaging like between six and eight um, is where I'm at right now, uh, being halfway through my first year. Um, and so just getting that process down is, is some of the, the biggest stuff that we need to do during the day. And then also we get um, some verbal feedback from our attendings at the end of the shift, just to touch base about things that went well, things that didn't, debriefing on any tough cases, like if there were any, you know, sudden losses, cardiac arrest, things that were more traumatic or dramatic, um, and making sure everything is good for our next shift. It sounds like, so that you described a typical shift um, and talking about how through your residency, you're going to kind of take on a bigger load year by year. And I've heard that a lot of the appeal with ER uh, emergency medicine is the shift work and the fact that you get to leave kind of work at work and then you get to go home and you don't have on call or anything like that. Do you think that uh, you have a good work-life balance as an emergency medicine resident? Um, so that's something I'm definitely still in the process of working on. It's definitely one of my uh, work uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, I think that of all specialties, I think we definitely have a huge advantage there. Uh, we don't have to go home and look at patients' labs or um, pre-chart for any patients that we're seeing in the, in the clinic the next day. Um, so it's definitely nice to leave work at work. However, I think the biggest thing being a resident in general is that you do come home and you do have to study. You do have to go through your inbox and make sure that all your residency related emails are resp responded to. Um, so there is still work outside of work. Um, it's just not as much and it is a little bit different than other specialties have. Um, and then I definitely can see as time has gone by 
that my ability to balance uh, work and personal stuff um, is developing. And I think that's part of the reason why we do residency is to develop those skills as well as our knowledge in medicine as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this may vary from program to program, but on average, how many hours are you spending at work as a in your intern year? So yeah, with the intern year being different rotations uh, more so than not, I think the typical is between 55 and 80 hours a week uh, for all rotations, but specifically emergency months, it's about 55. Okay. Well, that's real nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know that and how, like surgical specialties can get up to like maybe 80 hours to try absolutely. to sneak them in. <laughs> how do you balance those weeks that you have to work up to 80 hours a week? Yeah, so for me, that was my IC rotation that we had to work 80 hours per week uh, for a full month. Um, it was definitely challenging in that um, I live an hour away from where I work. And so that adds more time away from personal stuff than maybe the next person that lives you know, down the street. Um, and so I tried to use my time like in the car, making sure that like, hey, I can set up my speakers to um, a lecture or to a YouTube video or something. So using times um, to study that I could just be, you know, absent-minded completely um, helped me take that time and put it towards personal stuff, so spending time with my fiance and my cats, um, cleaning my house, you know, doing normal people things. Um, so that was very helpful. And then also with that, always keeping the mindset of when you're at work, you're at work. So not thinking about, oh, this is my to-do list. This is, I have to clean the house. I got to clean the mm -hmm. cat litter. I got to do all these things. Um, but then also when you're at home, not thinking about, okay, well, I got to do this presentation for Journal Club and I have to read this article and I have to um, do this for this person. Um, so making sure that I, I'm mentally, not just physically separating those boundaries um, so you can truly get rest in. Yeah, I think compartmentalizing um, is a huge thing just in medicine in general, being able to uh, step away when you do leave work and actually leave it behind um, and vice versa. Like you said, making sure you're present and, uh, oh, you know, actually absorbing what's going on at work. Um, and I wanted to follow up with another question. So when you are seeing patients at work, uh, do you, I'm sure you see such a high acuity of cases. Do you ever take a moment to yourself to kind of, I guess, de-stress if you are having a particularly stressful day? Absolutely. Um, for some really hard cases, um, I really admire my attendings who do, um, they call it like a cold debrief immediately after the event. Um, so quickly gathering all the, the residents, medical students, nurses, respiratory techs, anyone who is a part of that code, um, quickly gather back three minutes, Put your feelings out there. If you have any concerns, questions, anything, let it happen there. Um, not only for learning purposes, but then also for um, getting it off your chest so you can move forward in your shift. Especially if that's the beginning thing you see in the day, that's a that's a big load to carry the rest of the day. Um, and then doing what they call like a, a hot debrief at the very end, if those people are still available. Some of that can be more um, extensive if you need to you know, get something off of your chest. I know a lot of the attendings that I have, they have kids who are of certain ages when they see pediatric traumas or pediatric issues, that really gets them. Um, I don't have kids, so I don't feel that exact way, but I 
definitely empathize with um, with seeing childhood issues. Um, and so doing something that's more extensive afterwards is super important. And then also, if you just need a minute, no matter what happened or what's going on, maybe you like made a mistake and you got, you know, said you got called out or something. Um, what my seniors have really encouraged us to do is just make one lap around the ER, um, walk by yourself, walk it off, and then get back at whatever you're doing. It'll take you two and a half minutes. Um, it, but it's a way to just get some breaths in, calm yourself down and then move forward with your day because your patients need you. Right, right. It definitely sounds like self-awareness and abiding to your own boundaries, as well as having a good time management are a few things that really helps you to be a um, conscious and a good emergency medicine physician. What other traits would you um, say that could lead to becoming a good emergency medicine physician? You definitely have to be flexible. Um, you can be super on top of what you have going on currently, but then four ambulances can come in with all kinds of issues, um, strokes, a cardiac arrest, chest pain, and a seizure. So you're gonna have to change your mindset from, oh, I'm calm, I'm, I have all my patients collected, everything is in, in process, to I have so much to do. Um, so you definitely have to be flexible. Um, and also being self-aware, uh, making sure that no one feels like they are less important than the next person because they are coming to the emergency department thinking that they have an emergent issue that they need uh, resolution on. Um, so even though someone's having a seizure, actively having a seizure over here, just because this person is coming in with cold and flu-like symptoms, they may be super concerned that they have COVID and they're going to die. Maybe they've heard of you know that happening to someone. Um, so being self-aware there. Um, and then um, just, of course, uh, balance, um, things that I'm especially learning in intern years, making sure that you are, as you're picking up patients throughout your shift, making sure that you're not overwhelming yourself. Um, because again, your patients need you. Um, you can't bite off more than you can chew. And, um, I would say that those are the most important characteristics of being a good ER doc. Yeah, I, I definitely think a strong stomach is also on that list. <laughs> you probably see some gnarly stuff in the ER. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what advice do you have for students interested in emergency medicine? I think there is such a cool network of EM um, medical, you know, EM bound medical students, EM residents out there. Um, there's ASEP and EMRA, which are organizations built to um, encourage people that are interested in, in emergency medicine, interested in doing research in the field of emergency medicine. Um, they have so many conferences and uh, resources out there. I would say definitely get involved with that, uh, whether it's your chapter, your state chapter level or the national level. It's super fun. I've been to so many conferences and I've met people from across the country because um, you never know where you're going to end up in the future. So it's a great way to build a network of um, like-minded EM bound or EM residents or EM faculty. Um, and then also, if you can do things like um, participate in an ambulance ride along or a helicopter ride along um, or shadow an emergency medicine, those are great opportunities to make sure that you know uh, what a typical day looks like because every day looks different. You can't get you know the one size fits all. Um, so seeing it for yourself to make sure that's something that you are uh, completely committed to will be something that you can do. And it's obviously super fun as well. 
Um, and then also reaching out to people in your network, asking them more personal questions about their journey um, because everyone's is different, making sure that um, you have, you know, the stuff that you need to apply and, and to make it happen because EM is the best specialty and you definitely want to match their opinion. <laughs> Love I always hear that. Like every EM doctor I've talked to just starts off the bat with EM is the best. EM is the best. Yes. <laughs> well, Megan, do you have any final questions? Any follow-up questions? Oh, I think we ran no, through I them. think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any final advice for medical students? We're a couple of second year osteopathic medical students and we have boards coming up. And I, I think a lot of our listeners can also relate. Um, do you have any advice for us? Absolutely. I would say don't compare yourself to others in your journey. Everyone's journey looks different. Everyone does different things to prepare themselves um, academically and mentally for residency. Just because you do things or you don't do things doesn't make you better or worse than the next person. Enjoy your journey because it only gets harder as you go along. <laughs> um, enjoy the fun things that you probably won't get to do again. Um, if you are an EM bound person, you may not you know, be delivering babies every day. So when you're on your OB rotation, enjoy it as much as you can. Um, so enjoy the small things, enjoy the new or the different things. Um, and enjoy it as long as it lasts, because um, as, lo as long as it, as it feels, medical school actually isn't that long. It's not. It's like flying by in a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Latson, for being here with us today and sharing all of your insights. If you all listened and enjoyed this episode, please rate us and leave us a comment on our Spotify and Apple podcasts. You can also follow and share our content on Instagram at the DO Diaries podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, y'all. Bye.